0: To drop by We're doomed It's a trap we get us out of here We would be honored If you would join us Charming This time you have gone too far I got a bad feeling about this Hello What have we
1: here Red 5 standing by This is our rescue You must feel the force around you I don't know what you're talking about I'm a Jedi Like my father the sound Welcome to Dead, Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Ryan Daly, and my guest on this episode is returning champion Rob Kelly from the Film and Water podcast, among other things. Welcome back, Rob. Who are you? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> um, the last time you were on the show, we gave our gut reactions to what we were led to believe would be the first and only (laughs) full trailer for Star Wars. Oh, J.J. Abrams, you scam. Yeah. Uh, And yet, less than two weeks later, another trailer drops. For those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, I'm assuming you're not plugged into social media, Disney had, I think, another one of their D23 expos in Tokyo, Japan. And as a treat for the Japanese market, they cut a new trailer for the thing. It's a little bit under two minutes with a ton of new footage that had not been shown before. Uh, I know I was shocked that we saw it. What did you think when you when you heard that there was a new trailer, let alone when you saw it? I got
0: up in the morning, you know, and for Friday morning, and like I saw it on Facebook. I think I, I, think I saw it from you, actually. <laughs> Probably. And I was like, wait, what? You know, and then I'm like, okay, well, all right. I'm like, I'll watch it, but there's probably, like, two, you know, shots that we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. I'll watch it. And then I'm watching, and I'm like, holy crap, this thing is, like, more than half new. Right. You know, more than – probably three-quarters new. And then I think I watched it uh, 40 times yesterday (laughs) instead of working.
1: (laughs) Part of me felt a little bit apprehensive. Like after I watched it, there was just the joy of seeing so much new stuff. But then immediately after that, I was like, wait a minute. Are they going to be able to contain themselves? Are they going to be able to hold back some of this? Or is this what it's going to be for the next six weeks? Are we going to be getting more and more? Um, Because I've said this before that – Avengers Age of Ultron released so many clips, so many trailers, so many TV spots that I felt like I had seen 30 minutes of the movie before I went into the theater. Right. And I like the fact that we've kind of collectively got less than five minutes of this movie so far. And and I know they will be releasing more TV spots when we get into December. And, and the, I mean, there'll be 20, 30 second clips. I don't want to see a whole lot more than what we've already seen. So... I'm nervous. Okay, we've got a new Japanese th- version of the trailer. Are we going to get a German one? Are we going to get more Well,
0: the- n- probably not because it's – Japan and China is such a huge market. Such a huge market. The Asian market is so huge that I could see them cutting a new trailer for that market but not for the rent. Like right. Europe is just not going to be that big I think for them to cut another trailer.
1: Right. And – because this was, for the Japanese audience, a lot of the focus of the new trailer is on the robot-shaped... like a <laughs> Robots! Robot. It's a boob-shaped robot, so... <laughs> all right, well, uh, any, any thoughts before we kind of dive in and dis- dissect this thing a little bit more thoroughly? Maybe I should
0: save this for the summing up, but I, I'll say it now in case I forget, because I, I do that all the time. Having watched it, I actually now, not that I didn't before, but I kind of get why people want to be surprised and don't want to see too much mm-hmm. because I some I in some weird way I enjoyed this trailer more than the other ones because it was such a surprise. Mm-hmm. I think the the other ones had such buildup. You knew it was coming, you know, oh my God, tomorrow it's gonna be we're a year away, but we're gonna get ten seconds, rah, rah, rah. and this one just completely fell in my lap that in a weird way I kind of was I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't don't think it's a quote unquote better trailer, but I just, I think I I sort of enjoyed it more because I just had no, it was such a delight. And so now I kind of get why people are like, I don't want to see anything. I just want to go see the movie.
1: I almost feel the opposite way. I think something about the event nature of the last trailer kind of really, there was the uh, sort of communal aspect of it where everybody was watching it and everybody was having the same reaction i am fascinated by some of the reaction videos to the force awakens trailer like everybody like you see groups you see parents with their children watching the things and you just see people of different cultures different languages and they're all kind of feeling the same thing that we felt and there's something really inspirational Gratifying, validating about that all—I I don't know—but I just I, I like watching those. So, uh, so yeah, when I was seeing this one, something about the fact that it did surprise me—I mm, kind of caught me off guard. Maybe I just I wasn't ready for it, so I didn't have the same reaction. Uh, but we can talk a little bit more about it after we get through. It, so,
0: okay. Who are you?
1: I'm no one. Where do you come from? I know
0: all about waiting. For my family.
1: Our opening shot is brand new. Um, we see a character, I, I believe it is Ray, outside of the wrecked Star Destroyer, with the colossal engine half buried in the sand
0: (laughs) it's wonderful
1: and again you get the sense of the scale the magnitude of this all I love that Uh, I didn't notice it right away but when I look at it a little bit closer it seems like she's on her knees she might be clapping or praying she might be like wiping dust off of something I don't know but it's, it's a really interesting image Hmm. Now that I didn't notice that at all, I think I was
0: paying attention to just the size differential. I mean, in the in the uh, Return of the Jedi, when you see the Super Star Destroyer, you really do get like, wow. But then it's so neat to see a human compared to it. You know, it really is a start. And it, and again, it gives me it just gives me such hope, maybe a new hope that it's. I just when I'm seeing this, it's like Abrams gets it. Yeah. He just to me, he just gets it. He understands. The iconog- iconography of this series and how to repurpose some of those things to show them in a new way. I mean, I, I you're talking about you were talking about the fan reaction videos, and I've watched that one where they showed the first sort of full length trailer at the Star Wars celebration, mm-hmm. and when they pan over and you see the Star Destroyer stuck in the dirt, mm-hmm. and people people just went whoa, you know, yeah. it was just it was such a beautiful moment of everyone just. Seeing a thing that you've only known from these other movies and seeing it in a whole new way, and yet still sort of using it in the proper perspective, for for lack of a better term, it's just amazing. And so that continues here.
1: Yeah. From a purely photographic level, this thing is already one of the best. We get the same sort of question asked in the beginning of the trailer Who are you? Who are you? I'm nobody. We see another shot that we've already seen with this, uh, this ship taking off, off of Jakku in the distance, and what might be Ray's reaction to her watching something leave in the distance kind of forlornly. Uh, we get the Lucasfilm logo. Uh, we get a new shot. It looks like sundown or sunrise on Jakku. I'm going to assume sundown. Uh, where we see the the kind of familiar moisture evaporators <laughs> um, dotting the dotting the background, which is great. Um, kind of just general people, farmers or something in the desert, and what looks like Ray on her her little speeder bike just cruising by in the distance. Um, and then we get a new little sequence uh, with Ray interacting with BB-8, and it looks like she has just taken him out of a net or a bag. Now this was. I think back in the Vanity Fair, there was a photo of Ray Yeah, right, right, Yeah, she was standing next to this, it looked like a, like a rhinoceros covered in metal, uh, and some weird little junker, like another salvager, who had just kind of been wandering around the desert, something like a cross between a Tusken Raider on a Bantha and a Jawa, you know, just somebody who collects junk in the desert. And it looked like he had captured BB-8, put him in a bag, and I don't know if Ray. Purchases him or does something, but somehow she gets this droid, and so we see him, and the droid starts following her. Now we get some dialogue from Ray in this sequence. She has two lines, and it's pretty obvious that they are not in sequence. Like, these are two different lines that are right, cut together right. to, to sound right, but like her reading is completely different. The first thing she says is, I know all about waiting, and then BB 8 garbles something, and then she says, For my family. Had we really heard her talk before this? I don't think so. Uh, just very briefly in the first trailer when she said there were stories about what happened. I mean, this time you can actually hear her accent. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's what it is. That's what I'm thinking of is that you really hadn't heard her accent to yeah. this point.
0: Something else just related to that about the thing with BB-8. And again, I feel like we're in good hands. BB-8 talks like a robot. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk like a human. From from which to dispense funny jokes. Right. So, uh, you know, they got it. I mean, R2-D2 was an incredibly expressive character considering the fact he only talked in beeps and boops. And I feel like there's still a lot you can do with that. Ben Burt was a genius. So mm-hmm. I was really relieved to hear that BB-8 talks like a robot as opposed to, you know, Roger Roger or something right, like that. Exactly.
1: I don't want to delve too far into speculation territory as we're going through <laughs> this, but I might not be able to help it. That's just the way my brain works. I, I see these things, and I compose a narrative in my head. But when when she says it, and even though I just I just said I don't believe these lines are in sequence, but I think they are sort of connected. When she says, I know all about waiting, and she also says her family, to me, that tells me that she knows who she is. Mm. and if you 've been following along on this podcast, I believe that she is the daughter of at least one of the major characters that we knew from the classic trilogy and i don 't think i don 't think she 's like Luke Skywalker was in the beginning where he didn 't know who his father really was he didn 't know his connection to the Jedi mm. or the force mm. or anything like that. He had been lied to his whole life. This tells me she does have an idea who her who, who her family is and more or less why she has been stranded on this planet she might not like it, she might not agree with it but she knows the reason for it
0: interesting yeah, I mean I've I came to realize uh, after having seen Spectre Mm -hmm. that that my speculation skills are for nothing because (laughs) I got absolutely everything wrong about that movie. So I have no idea. I've been enjoying your speculation episodes. uh, But, I yeah, I – again, this is something we probably should wait for the end. But, like, this is now the third trailer we've seen plus the little mini one. So, like, three Mm -hmm. and a half trailers. And they still have managed to keep the story – pretty much under wraps right. and that is really impressive i know it's on purpose you can do it if you want to mm-hmm. but it's just to me considering how much people like all their storylines spoiled for them which boggles the mind the fact that they've managed to still show you now this much of the movie and i still really don't know mm-hmm. i mean i think your, your speculation makes a lot of sense that line does certainly i mean i could sort of piece together something in my head of like is, is bb8 like Poe Dameron's droid and mm-hmm. Poe Dameron's been captured by Kylo Ren and he ends up on the planet I have it could be that's certainly very reminiscent of the first film but I still don't know and I love that I love that they've that there's so much to this movie and the trailer is cut in such a way that you can still have all this mystery that's fantastic right.
1: oh that shot of the Oh, uh. when the flame troopers uh. <laughs> This was sort of what what kind of surprised me about this new trailer. Essentially, is we get a lot more shots of the characters interacting together. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. far, we've got a lot of almost still frame type of images. This is giving us a little bit more of the connectiveness of the of the story. We see Ray and Finn are together in some sort of hut. It's Anjek who looks like it could just be like a junk market or a bazaar, and something alerts bba bba is warned about something he rolls outside they kind of follow him uh, Notice that that ray is grabbing her staff that staff seems to have some kind of importance and i'm really hoping it's not secretly a lightsaber but i don't know i, I like whatever that thing is i like it I, and if it's just like a force pike thing like that the the jabba's you know servants jabba's like skiff guards use I'll be fine with that. If if she has like a cool type of martial arts skill that involves a, like a bow staff type of weapon. It's the kind of accessory I would have lost 10 minutes after buying the action figure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they they run outside to see what BBA is looking at and hopefully this is what he sees because Oh, like you said, that shot. Oh, was, that shot. <laughs> this is my uh, this is my Facebook wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> Insta wallpaper for like half of the nerds out there. It's Oh, it's such an iconic image. Like you you would see this like shot with like helicopters approaching from like a war movie or something. It's Apocalypse Now. It is, yeah, it's Apocalypse Now. It's a, it's a, a shot now. from
0: Apocalypse Now. Yeah. It's a
1: shot from Apocalypse Now, except it's like a squadron of like eight TIE fighters of various proximity just coming in from the sun. Oh, oh! I just, I love that image so much. Yeah. Um, and cut to the stormtroopers just decimating this little village. And I, I made my speculation. I believe that this is one of the opening sequences of the fil- film. I think that we're going to see them kind of raiding this village. We do get the flame trooper. Badass. Just, yeah, that's whew, Just torching somebody or something. We see Captain Phasma. We still for as for as great as that character looks for all the iconography and they're going to make a whole lot of money just selling the look of Captain Phasma <laughs> we have not seen that character do anything just walk around yeah just walk around and look bad at it that's why i think it's it's the new boba fett
0: for boba fett i mean obviously the reason boba fett was so powerful is cuz he he said so little i mean mm-hmm. he was now they've hired Gwendolyn christie to be phasma which tells me that there will be lots of scenes <laughs> Mm -hmm. Of her with the helmet off talking because you don't hire Gwendolyn Christie and then have her give her 28 words uh, (laughs) like Boba Fett had. So I, I was listening to a book about Star Wars and somebody mentioned that every single line of dialogue Boba Fett has could be fit could be fitted onto one tweet. Would still would still have room for accreditation. Oh god! Um, yeah. So it's like you know, I mean, there's no way that Gwendolyn Christie is going to be that silent in this no, film, no. Un- unless she is, and then they they you know pay it off in the next film. So that'll be interesting to see whether she can retain that sort of space that that, that, that Boba Fett had, considering that she's going to just have to be less mysterious by mm-hmm. the fact that they've hired a fairly big name actress to play it. Yeah. True. True. But the look is amazing. I mean, that flame trooper thing that is like, you know, again, it's another thing of, of and he, you know, I mean, I guess we can't help. you are going to be waxing J.J. Abrams's car here. Mm-hmm. But like part of the gag of the other movies is that the stormtroopers can't shoot straight. <laughs> and now it's like, well, we don't need a stormtrooper to shoot straight. When you have a friggin' flamethrower, you don't need to shoot straight. And it's almost like we're going to answer that joke. The Empire was a little bit of a joke in the previous films, outside of Vader. Right. The Empire was a bit of a joke. Well, this is a meaner, nastier, tougher Empire because we don't shoot
1: people anymore. We just come in and burn all your crap to the ground. I mean... That's really cool. I mean, the modern military, our army, doesn't use flamethrowers. It's seen as an inhumane weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that is not a merciful, gentle yep. weapon. Like if you're if you've got a flamethrower, that is just weird. Oh, that yeah, yep. that's yep. no mercy. I will fulfill our destiny. I will finish what you started.
0: I don't know your name.
1: Finn. I'm right. We see that close up shot of Kylo Ren, and he gives us a little bit of a new line. He says, I will fulfill our destiny. Mm -hmm. And then he says, I will finish what you started, and we see Darth Vader. Now, it's possible that he is talking to the charred helmet of Darth Vader.
0: Cuckoo,
1: cuckoo. Exactly. I'm not convinced necessarily that he is. Um, He might be, I mean, this might be his mission is to fulfill Darth Vader's legacy, whatever that may be, because that might be a little bit ambiguous. But when he says our destiny, maybe he's talking about his and Darth Vader's, implying some sort of connection. Maybe he's talking about the Knights of Ren. Maybe he's talking about himself and Snoke, Supreme Leader Snoke, who we've not seen or really heard about in these trailers if you think he is talking to Darth Vader, what do you think the destiny is, or what do you think, what do you think he is trying to accomplish that Vader started?
0: Well, I'm I'm assuming that he is like the grandson of Darth Vader. That mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that you know. I mean, I don't think that that's any great you know imaginative leap
1: of, of my part. No, I have made that speculation uh, too.
0: Yeah. Um, and so I in terms of what he started, I think that he probably – it will be interesting if the legend of Darth Vader, like the final chapter of what happened to Darth Vader, that didn't get written into the history books. Mm-hmm. The fact – like no one really knows. In fact, when you think about Return of the Jedi, how it ends, nobody really knows what happens to Vader except for Luke who presumably tells Han and Leia or whatever, or Lando. but but the empire is too busy running around saving their own necks right so even i mean that scene where luke is dragging darth vader's body to the shuttlecraft nobody stops him right. they're all they're all just like i got to get out of here and so it would be interesting if like the story that gets spread is you know vader sacrificed himself to defeat the rebels or you know it makes Ooh. him sound like a hero it mentions nothing of his change of heart And so for for whatever reason, Kylo Ren buys into the idea of, well, Darth Vader, you know, was on the right path in terms of, uh, you know, vanquishing the rebels, but he just couldn't make it. And so I am now the new guy and I'm meaner and I'm nastier and I'm going to close it. I'm going to my my grandfather got three fourths of the way. I'm going to do the rest of the task.
1: Right. In the aftermath of the Battle of Endor, how quickly do you think Luke and Leia would be to tell everybody that they were Darth Vader's children? Yeah, seriously.
0: Yeah, I mean um, really, that's – All like, of a hey, sudden, security,
1: yeah. security red flags. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Princess Leia. You can't be the new leader of the New Republic. We just found out that your dad was Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to vote for you. Sorry.
0: Funny thing. My dad's a war criminal. Only blew up my home planet <laughs> and killed all eight billion people. <laughs> so –
1: yeah, that, I mean, that's that's a good point. I think a lot of people forget that why would the galaxy at large know that Darth Vader's last act was one of redemption? Yeah. Was one of sa- yeah. trying to save his family. So most people, if they know his history, will think of him as a martyr for the dark side, if anything. Mm-hmm. So does that imply that Kylo Ren's mission is to destroy the Jedi, to wipe out the Jedi, to bring order to the galaxy, to kill luke skywalker or to convert luke skywalker who knows we do get a close-up of kylo ren's lightsaber from a different angle it looks like he's igniting it inside a control room maybe the bridge of a ship or at the base or something not sure why but uh it's cool um we get sort of the standard shot of uh ray and finn running away from something exploding uh, while they're being chased by Tie fighters. The same shot we saw in the last trailer of the Falcon flying through the wrecked debris on Jakku, being chased by TIE Fighters. Uh, we get some actual introductions, and I think this is the first time we've heard their character names. Ray says, I don't know your name, or I don't know who you are. And John Boyega's character says, Finn, and she says, I'm Ray. So this is, I think, the first time they've said their names in the trailer. mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. Um, I still think this was one of my very first, if not my first, of the seven speculations that Finn is not his birth name. Right, it's that's name his that code yeah, because right. of his stormtrooper. And I think the way he the way he says it here could be something that he's just making up. I, I don't think this reading disproves or argues against my my speculation. So, um, we'd get two quick shots of Leia. This looks to be in the uh, in the headquarters of the uh, the Resistance. Then we get a shot of her standing next to Poe Dameron, who is right. still in his kind of red uh, flight suit without all of the uh, without all the flight gear on top of it. Uh, we do see C-3PO for the first time with his red arm. With his red arm, yeah. Uh, so a few things about Leia and about Poe Dameron. So we had not seen a whole lot of Princess Leia up to this point. Um, we finally saw her in the last trailer, and we've seen a few shots of her here. But she was on the official poster... They released an international version of the poster, which trimmed out a lot of the characters, um, cut back on a lot of the sort of clutteredness of that poster, but they kept Leia in the poster. And then recently, earlier in the week, Lucasfilm released five character posters, that right. Just these, these five headshots, basically, with something covering their eyes. And there was one of Kylo Ren, one of Finn, one of Ray, one of Han, and one of Leia, which... I don't know. I mean, between the fact that they're they're keeping her pictured on these posters tells me that she, she's not going to have a small part, maybe not a lot of screen time, but I think we will feel her presence. And especially if we think that she's the mother of one of the new characters, I I think she's going to be a significant role in this movie.
0: I hope so. I, I I think she is as equal a character to the other two. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I would, I think Carrie Fisher's great. I've always liked her and I, I hope that she has like a big part in this movie. I really do.
1: Yeah, me too. As far as Poe, this has come up. I think I mentioned it in response to one of your last podcasts when, uh, you and Shag were talking about the trailer. It's, it's been mentioned. I think, think I even mentioned it before that I thought Poe Dameron was going to be the new Han Solo. From what little we 've actually seen of him, I am thinking that his part in this movie will be comparable to lando 's part in return of the Jedi. I think most of the what we see him going to be is going to be flying the x wing or you know giving commands or things like that i don 't think he's going to have his whole little side quest i don 't think he's going to be necessarily running around with Ray and Finn. I think he is going to be the good soldier. The good leader, the good squad leader, commander, and we're going to see a lot of him, but in a fairly contained role. Um, that he's going to be like Lando or Wedge from Return of the Jedi.
0: Well, he does get tortured, though. We know that. Well,
1: I, yeah, I think I think we're going to see him in the beginning. I think we're going to see him get captured and then rescued. Um, but other than that, I think, and and I could be I could be completely wrong, um, but I'm thinking that his part is going to be. I don't know if his I don't know if his character arc or his development will be as pronounced as the others. Um, I think he's going to be more of a kind of flat good soldier type of character.
0: I don't know. I mean, I then that would suggest that he'll get a bigger story in subsequent films because he's a big actor now, and you oh, yeah, wouldn't yeah. hire you wouldn't hire somebody like him to just play that. I hope so. Again, he's an I love him as an actor. I mm-hmm. mean, I am a genuine fan of this guy and so i'm thrilled that he's in star wars and yeah if he has a small role then you know okay then he's really gonna pop up in in eight and nine so yeah it looks cool and it'll be nice to have a character who's sort of exuberant with what he's doing mm-hmm. living in this world because that's what we would be yeah. imagine imagine if any of us got to pilot an x ex- well i wouldn't be I'd, i would just crawl up in a ball and then be so scared. But just the idea that you would get to fly an X-Wing fighter. It's so neat to see a guy seem like he's enjoying what he's doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> we see BB eight in the desert at night with some huge explosion in the background and him reacting. I think that is uh, a continuation of the first order laying waste to some village and BB-8 kind of escaping, and then I think he'll get caught by one of those junkers, and then rescued or purchased by Rey. We see a shot that we saw from the first teaser, which is somebody handing, I believe somebody handing Princess Leia, the lightsaber that formerly belonged to Luke, and formerly belonged to his father, Anakin.
0: You know, it's like, I just don't know.
1: (laughs) I just don't know. We get the shot of Rey back on Jakku, running up something um, grabbing her staff again. I don't know what to make of that staff. I think it's going to be important. I just don't want it to be... I don't want to see like lightsaber blades come out the end of it.
0: Don't worry. I, well, well, I mean, on the poster, I mean, she's got... I mean, it's not... I don't know. I would just... Don't worry, Ryan. <laughs> okay. The Force. It's true.
1: Is not lost today. It is found We get the real money shot of this whole trailer for um, we see a close up of Chewbacca growling and then clicking what looks like a detonator it sure does it, it he clicks a detonator and then smash cut to some sort of explosion
0: he's holding a thermal detonator
1: <laughs> oh yeah um and i and i don't think these are related but we do see something exploding it's the the shot of um actually it looks something green okay, i think it's like laser fire exploding through the uh, through this like monitor like a a bridge of a ship or something um, but I I, I, so I. don't know what Chewie is blowing up, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think that's going to be great.
0: I mean, Chewie has never gotten a whole lot to do in these movies. I mean, everybody loves him. Right. Because he is. He's the dog of the right. Star Wars universe. Right. Everybody loves the character. I think it's like when they killed him off in one of those books, that mm-hmm. was like people like lost their minds because it was like, what do you do? You can't kill Chewie off. So it'll be neat to see if he gets something super badass to do. <laughs> and I just love that idea of like, even if those two shots are not related and that he's clicking the bomb and that that's not the bomb that's going off, just the idea that he's like setting a trap yeah. for somebody. I mean, it's very much uh, uh, Kirk and Star Trek three, you know, yeah. setting off the enterprise uh, I just, yeah, I love it. I, lo- I, just, I love that Chewie gets that moment. And I, I'm like, I'm just so excited to just see <sighs> some stormtroopers stealing, trying to take over the Millennium Falcon or something. And then just blowing that shit <laughs> off. I love it.
1: Yeah, that's so good. After that comes the shot that probably most people lost their minds about. Ray in a wooded area. I think this is the same planet where they go to that – temple looking thing. She seems to be down maybe on her knees with Kylo Ren behind her. Yep. And he ignites his lightsaber and puts it right by her throat. Yeah. And she looks appropriately terrified. Yep. Now, again, trying to put thing put things in a little bit of a sequence or a little bit of an order. If we see him fighting Finn later on and we see her kind of in that same snowy location this implies that they will have more than one scene together. Something's going to happen after this, where they, she, she, she's not decapitated. I don't think, or unless this is the end of the movie, um, that would be that would be an interesting uh, cliffhanger. This was something where I saw this image. I was like, wow, that is really striking. That's a really powerful image. I don't know if I wanted to see this. Now I know they're going to see each other more than once. So whatever happens first, I know a certain char- one of these characters is going to get out of this situation or something well, like that. Well, and, and, uh, and I know. I know uh, that, that shouldn't bother You don't me. you don't know that. You really don't. True, true. Uh,
0: there was I mean there are scenes in trailers all the time that are not in the movie. I mean, true. They, I hope they're not doing that cuz I hate that. Right. Uh, I don't want to see the thing fall out of a plane in this movie because they had that footage left over, but uh, from the other movie. But uh, still, I, yeah, you just don't, you just don't know. You, you know, yeah. you just don't know the context for any of this stuff. That's true. And if the movie is working, you're going to forget all of that. You really are. You're going to get swept up in the story, right? And you're going to completely forget. Oh yeah, there's that other scene that's coming. I, I just think you'll. You'll just, you know, your your brain will not. You'll be so busy processing what you're seeing, you will not have time to analyze. I saw this in the trailer. Now, no, 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 no. Your brain will not be working because I know mine won't. So,
1: but okay, so this is what my brain did process though. When I see the, I I think this is our first time seeing these two characters together in the same shot. Yes. And a lot of people, myself included, believe these two characters are related. Sister. Brother and sister or cousins, something. <laughs> uh, cousin just doesn't have the same does to it. It doesn't. He's my evil cousin. cousin. He's my
0: you have <laughs> betrayed your cousin. cousin.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think we can rule that out now just because of – yeah, you're right. It sounds silly.
0: So, um, Your sister's cousin's roommate.
1: <laughs> what's that make us? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, more shots of the battle. Um, looks like BB-8 does get into Poe Dameron's X-Wing, um, at least again. So, The trailer ends. With the shot that lots of people were speculating about, Ray crying over somebody or something in the snow. And this seems to be more of a slow motion shot, and I don't know if they just slowed it down for the effect of this trailer, or if that's how it's going to be. But it, it appears to be in slow motion, and it's, it's a woman's voice. I think it's Ray, but it could be somebody else. It could be Maz Kanata or somebody else saying, hope is not lost today, it is found.
0: It's a very interesting, very hopeful life uh, voiceover, considering the image that the trailer right. ends on. Right.
1: I. Uh, so. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. Use your words. Come on. No, um, it, it just it goes back to what I think is going on in this image, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, I, I already know I've got like a bonus speculation. Um. <laughs> The the seven speculations that I've been doing. I know I know what number six and seven are. And after after the seventh one uh, is over, I'm I'm going to have like a post credits thing where I get really specific and I'm going to put all of my chips in on a particular moment of what I think is going to happen in the movie. But I'm not going to address it. But it's it's related to the scene, but I don't I don't think it's necessarily in the same shot. So um, okay. I don't know. Did you have any other thoughts about this about this image?
0: Uh, no, I don't. Again, I'm I'm really letting these things just sort of. I just accept them as they are, and I'm not trying to. And I'm not saying people shouldn't, or you shouldn't, or anybody shouldn't. I mean, it occurs to you what occurs to you. But it's just like, yeah, you see that there's some form laying in the foreground and off the But I just, I'm just like, I have no idea. I, I just, I just no idea. And again, it's the voiceover is very hopeful, and that that gives me and i hate to say it hope that Mm -hmm. you know that with the film that they're making i mean ultimately star wars the first film is a hopeful film it's a positive film and i want this to be that as well it's going to have dark moments obviously it's probably going to have some death and all that i mean good lord the first star wars movie has eight billion people or whatever it is killed and we're just like okay move on but in the end it's ultimately a hopeful film and that's what i want out of this i don't want this to be a cliffhanger movie. I want it to have a beginning, middle. And I mean, obviously it's going to have a ton of threads, Mm -hmm. but I would like to see it be a complete story. And I think that that, I like the idea that there's some thematic things being layered in here. And that voiceover to me is very instructive about that. That's what they're trying to leave people with, or at least people in the Asian Pacific rim. (laughs) They're trying to leave, leave people with that, that sense.
1: The trailer felt different to me. um, Not just because of the new footage. I think a lot of it had to do with the music the music was not the familiar themes that we had heard from John Williams' original score kind of redone. Because of the music and because it didn't have the sort of event where everybody was waiting for that, I don't think this trailer hit me on the same emotional level. It's interesting to see, like I said, more character interactions. We see a shot with Kylo Ren and Ray at the same place. We see Ray, Finn, and BB-8 sort of interacting together, kind of besides just running from explosions. It doesn't make me any more or less excited to see the movie, which is strange. (laughs) Like, I I love seeing all of this, but it's not Well,
0: what's what's more than 100%? I mean, I don't know what (laughs) – you've been doing podcasts where you're speculating about what might happen. I don't know what – really. I mean, once the cup is filled, the cup is filled. (laughs) There's not what you could do. It occurred to me watching that that shot though of uh, Kylo Ren and – and Ray mm-hmm. is you really don't see the lightsaber like in daylight very much. You really haven't. We saw it in daylight in outside uh, in Jedi where he's chopping up all of yeah. Weequay and all those guys. But there's really not that many scenes. You either see it on Dagobah, which is at night, mm-hmm. or you see it in the – well, I guess you saw it on Hoth when Han had it. But for the most part, it's an indoor weapon. You see it in there. so it 's nice to see it out in nature you mm-hmm. know like that 's just a, again Abrams is taking stuff that we are so familiar that is so in our bones and recontextualizing it and that to me is really really interesting
1: i 'm still coming back to this idea that we've, we see a lot of sp- we see a lot of vehicle battles we see a lot of action in these we have hardly seen any shots in space in space yeah yep. like there 's yep. been no shots of like a dogfight or anything in against like the starscape background. It's all been atmospheric battles in like two yep. or three different locations.
0: Now, we have heard that that, that all of the stuff comes from like basically the first third of the movie still.
1: Now, when that quote that quote came out like before the first trailer and I think okay. I think most of that was relating to the stuff that we've seen on Jakku. Like okay. I I'm I'm going to assume that much the way like if you look at the first Star Wars, they didn't get off of Tatooine for like the first hour. Right, I think that's going to be similar to this. Um, I think most of our time is going to be spent on Jakku with Finn and Poe and Rey. And once – I think they're going to get picked up by Han and Chewie and take off. And then we're going to see sort of the greater galaxy with these, these snow battles and these sort of woodland things. I don't think all of this is in the first third. I think – most of the toys and the marketing and the action figures, like if you notice, like the toys that have come out with Finn don't have a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. That means they're going to package new toys of Finn that do have oh, a lightsaber, yeah. Oh, yeah. so that they can so that they can double dip and get that money too. But a lot of like the the toys and the other merchandise. That's all these, like you said, like the the cloud car pilots. It's like all of the. Yep. If you go to Walmart, you just see, oh yeah, it's Constable Zilvio or something <laughs> who's <laughs> uh, gonna be like the Moma Naden of this new movie. It's just gonna be a background character that we see once and. Yep. But, so, like, like you said, you can't get more than a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, there's just no way for me to. I don't know if at this point I will. I'll even want to see anything else. Like if they did cut another one for Finland or something, I don't know if I'd want it. It's a huge market. I have no idea if I'd really want to see it at this point. I understand people's skeptic- skepticism about even wanting to see this. I mean, Abrams isn't dumb. He had to know when he said there will be no more trailers. He had to know there was another one coming for Japan and that everyone would see it. But, yeah, I don't know if I want to see any more because I am just – and plus we're now just shy over a month away. I think I can stand it. You know, back when it was three months away or two months away, I'd be like oh my god! <laughs> but now we're we're five weeks. I, I think like, okay. I, I really probably seen enough at the risk of, of seeing something I don't want to see. I think this will be it. But I really also can't imagine there will be another trailer cut. I really. I mean, yeah, there'll be TV spots, but you could there there'll be thirty seconds. You could make them up from all the stuff they've already put out. So sure, sure. And I bet you that the that the TV spots will lean more heavily. On the older characters, I think that they're going to look at that audience as like that's not the internet audience. That's not the internet. Right. Sh- that's the kind of older audience, So we got to hook those people in. And hey, remember Harrison Ford, Han Solo? Oh yeah. So I think that's you're going to have more of that. Maybe you'll see some more shots of Princess Leia and stuff. But um, yeah, I think I, I, I think we're I think we really are officially going to be done with seeing anything significantly new at this point.
1: Well, I am simultaneously grateful and disappointed by that. <laughs> um, Rob, thank you again. Did you have any final thoughts on the on the trailer? Uh,
0: so? I just, again, I, I've been thrilled with everything I've seen. It's been so much fun. I, I like all your speculation stuff. It's just been, to me, it's just been a really wonderfully communal celebration to see so many people uh, enjoying this, enjoying the build-up to it. And, uh, you know, it'll just... I, it'll. I, it really does seem unbelievable that we're only five weeks out. I, it really does. I'm just like, wow, I've been wait. I've been hearing about this for three years, uh, <laughs> and now we're five weeks away. And uh, I just, yeah, I got. I have my tickets, and I stored them in a safe place, just so they can never be touched by anyone else because you know I can't risk it.
1: Nice. Where can people find you if they want to hear your thoughts about Star Wars or other movies?
0: Uh, well, there's of course Firewater podcast, which is on iTunes and Stitcher. Firewater com, and then there's the sister show which is the film and water podcast which is all on the same feeds and stuff like that and we will probably going to end up doing we're shag and i will absolutely be re- re- reviewing force awakens on fire and water and then i will end up reviewing force awakens on film and water so i'll be doing two reviews of it within one week we will just be gorging on star wars during that week it's going to be crazy and now i'm just i saw phantom menace nine times uh, because I was completely – had drunk the Kool-Aid at that point. And so now I'm kind of like, I feel like I need to see Force So If Force Awakens is decent, I need to see it nine times just to beat that record, <laughs> for the love of Pete. I can't I can't go down – I can't die knowing I saw uh, Phantom Menace in the theater more than I saw Force Awakens. That's just – wrong.
1: I've got arrangements to see it already like possibly five times
0: I love the way you said I have arrangements it's like <laughs> I've made arrangements in case I die bring <laughs> my body and prop it up in the seat see <laughs> I've instructed my wife I know please
1: okay Rob thank you very much for being part of the show as always and I know I will have you back again in the future
0: may the force be with you
1: thank you before I go I wanted to mention a response to last episode from Darren Sutherland Darren and his wife, Ruth, do the Trekker Talk podcast, which is devoted to the comic book called Trekker by Ron Randall. Darren writes, Hi Rob and Ryan and Shag and Nathaniel. A confession. I haven't seen the new Star Wars trailer yet. I did see the earlier one a couple of times, and it looked great. However, Ruth and I dropped cable a while back, so no TV commercials, and I haven't been motivated enough to seek out the trailer online. However, thanks to the four of you and your various podcasts, I now know all I need to know. I've mentioned before my love of the original trilogy and the EU from the excellent novels and Dark Horse Comics during the 1990s. I'm certain I will see The Force Awakens, and I'm quite confident I'll probably see it in the cinema once after the crowds subside, but I still feel burned by episodes 1, 2, and 3, and I just find it difficult to get very excited about Star Wars until it proves to me that it is good again, and I really do hope it does. However, I'm not convinced yet. I can totally understand that. I know a number of people who feel that way. They were so put off by the prequel trilogy that they're not interested in the new movies, or they don't want to get interested for fear of getting hurt again. Uh, I know where you're coming from, Darren. Uh, He continues... As a big fan of classic Star Trek, I found J.J. Abrams' movies to be just okay. Neither movie is bad, and I personally think the cast is very strong, so that isn't the problem. But the movies themselves still have been lacking in my opinion. For instance, I must say that the Spock I know from the classic TV series would not accept the death of his mother and the destruction of Vulcan. So having Leonard Nimoy's Spock go off to run a Vulcan refugee camp at the end of the first movie, instead of finding a way to fix the timeline, just doesn't ring true in my opinion. Again, Darren, I understand that thinking. I've heard it from plenty of others. I know diehard Trek fans who hated J.J. Abrams' version. Uh, I know other people who just didn't think he captured the right tone of Star Trek. I don't share that feeling because I wasn't a big Trek fan before I saw those films. I had only seen a couple of the movies and classic episodes before I saw the 2009 film. So I really liked the energy and the spirit that Abrams' Star Trek had, because, well, it reminded me of the classic Star Wars. And for that same reason, I think his instincts as a filmmaker and a storyteller are better suited for Star Wars. But as I said... If you're approaching the two franchises from different perspectives, I can understand your skepticism. Uh, Darren goes on, So those feelings about the other beloved franchise still have me on edge about what might happen in The Force Awakens, especially with all of the secrecy surrounding Luke's character. I get the impression that all of you are big Han Solo fans, but I always identified more with Luke and liked his growth in the original trilogy and thoroughly enjoyed his role in the EU so I'm a little hesitant until I know what they do with his character. I'll just say that if he's turned bad like Anakin before him, then I'm out. That would defeat the entire purpose of the original trilogy, in my opinion. And if they kill him off in the first film like Obi-Wan Kenobi, then I'll be disappointed at unfulfilled possibilities. I completely agree. Uh, And I don't like Han more than Luke. I think Han is naturally more fun, he gets the best dialogue, but I don't like him more than Luke, not at all. Uh, And I think we're all right there with you. If Luke Skywalker has gone over to the dark side, I just don't think that will happen. I cannot conceive of them doing that. The new regime over at Lucasfilm is not DC Entertainment. They're not going to bastardize their beloved characters that badly. Will Luke die? I don't think so in The Force Awakens. After that, we'll see. And Darren concludes with, To wrap up, I did thoroughly enjoy the analysis of the trailer, the speculation about what might be, and the comments about the new novels and comics that are out. I haven't been convinced to pick any of those up, but if the movie turns out to be good, then I think I can look forward to catching up later as opposed to being disappointed yet again. Thanks for a series of fun episodes. Well, thank you, Darren, as always. I hope you see the movie eventually, and I hope it rekindles your love for the franchise the way these early trailers have rekindled ours. And that's all for this episode. Feedback for the show can be left on the blog page at deadboffinspies.blogspot.com or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadboffinspies. You can also review the show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter at RyanDaily01 or the username CountDruncula. Dead, Bath & Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on the show belong solely to the speaker. All music, audio clips, and quoted text are used for entertainment purposes and believed covered under fair use. And since I make no money off this podcast, no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.